I want to record a podcast. Do you? Wait, who are you? <laughs> Where's Jimmy? This is supposed to be our 100th episode. Holden, for too long you have been providing not insightful reviews of movies. <laughs> you need to... Everybody listens to your crap. Now you're going to have to shove 38 pounds of crap into your own ears to give them an idea <laughs> of what you're going to do. So, uh live or die I guess you're gonna die there's gonna be so, so much crap in your ears that you can die <laughs> maybe no wait just kidding you have to remove the crap from your ears otherwise you're gonna die okay I'm I'm making up this as I go live or die the choice is yours the choice is yours <laughs> of course we like to put the agency in the hands of the victim it provides more victim engagement I uh <laughs> If the audio is weird, I apologize. I had to uh, delete a uh, the preset that we usually use for this podcast because it was taking up an unreasonable amount of space on my computer, and I had a final project I needed to do, and it was like the only thing I could remove. So, which uh, is which is wild because it is a very normal GarageBand size on my computer, so I have no idea what Holden did. Yeah, uh, I don't either. <laughs> it keeps like getting bigger too. <laughs> For a while, it was like it probably started out and it was reasonable, but like when I deleted it, it was literally 15 gigabytes. But it's not like I save the audio in it and just keep going or anything. Like it's I don't know. I delete it every time and then I just quit. I don't know. That's weird. It must be caching all our episodes or something. It might be. Yeah. But anyway, so 100th episode. uh, Couldn't even make it 100 episodes without screwing something up with the audio. (laughs) (laughs) A tradition like no other, Holden. We will continue to screw it up until we end this podcast when one of us dies. (laughs) When one of us is, we're we're both tied up to pipes in a bathroom and one of us has to kill the other. Thank God. (laughs) (laughs) On with the show. Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, the 100th episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. I did not think we'd make it this far, Holden. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't either. (laughs) I'm stunned. I'm stunned we made it through coronavirus. I really am. I thought... (laughs) Once coronavirus hit and movies didn't come out, I thought that would be the end. But no. uh, and it's starting my job and all that. But here we are. I here am we still are. We're doing still... this. <laughs> Bob Iger is still trapped. Oh no, uh, uh, Jonathan <laughs> John Favreau is still trapped in the cage. Yeah, John Favreau is the one in the office. Yeah. Uh, uh, bring. We got to bring back all the old recurring jokes like uh, Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> got to bring that back. I forgot that one. Uh, but speaking of Holden, I, I speaking of bringing back recurring bits, I do have a, a celebratory random segment on okay. th- this week, and the five UN bill will be on the line. All right, oh. so people can look forward to that. Longtime listeners know what we're talking about. So, uh, yeah, well, congratulations to us, and congratulations to you. How did you survive 100 episodes? Why do people still listen to us? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Good question. Uh, But in addition to an awesome random segment, we've got a great episode for you this week featuring our review of Spiral from the Book of Saw. The most anticipated movie of the year. Which looks like it's going the way of Birds of Prey and that they're just slowly changing the name in the marketing (laughs) because it's confusing. 
All right, Elvin, let's do it. That one movie podcast. Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. Tom's is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Tom's Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest, Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. All right, hold on. Before we get to our trailers, have they changed the name of Spiral from the Book of Saw? Is it now Saw? Get your spirals out, you <laughs> well, pigs. <laughs> I've seen at least in a lot of like marketing, um, maybe not so much in the trailers that I've seen, but like I've seen it called like Spiral Colon Saw, something like that. So I think we should give it called Coal Saw. Maybe they should have. Maybe they should have just called it Saw Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Saw Nine. Uh, uh, Nine. Nine, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> the A is in nine. <laughs> you could kind of do that. They yeah, done you that. could. Uh, but we'll get to we'll get to spiral later, Holden. Yeah, we'll get it, to the good stuff later. For now, let's settle for Venom to more Venom carnage. Let guys. there be carnage. One of them is orange, brown. What color? Red. Red. <laughs> I'm colorblind, Holden. They're all the same. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we got a, a new trailer for the hotly anticipated Venom Let There Be Carnage. Finally, we were supposed to get this movie like, oh, like I think in October last year. Highly anticipated film. Jimmy and I are both very excited for this movie. Um, yeah, the I mean the trailer looks bad. <laughs> it looks uh, like more of the same. <laughs> I just I was listening to one of my other podcasts I listened to about this trailer and they were talking about how bad of a character Riz Ahmed was in the last the last movie. I'm like, yeah, I totally forgot Riz Ahmed was in that movie. Yeah, he was uh, the villain. <laughs> yeah, and he was the that role was really bad. Uh, Woody Harrelson. I mean, Carnage is cool. I guess is Venom. A, I mean, Venom's the anti-hero. I guess. Yeah. Seems like they get along. Then he's like, let's eat the asian lady and okay <laughs> this is chang or whatever yeah um yeah i it is what it is i mean i'm rooting for this movie because i like uh andy circus so much mm-hmm. yeah he's um, direct i keep forgetting he's directing it so i would like andy circus to do well so he can keep making stuff that he wants to make and he keeps improving because that man is such a good actor and mm-hmm. so underappreciated by just the the public so i mean I'm, I'm rooting for it hold on i want it to be good i i don't know i just we'll see uh carnage carnage is yeah he's red he looks okay they at least i, I was seeing people talk about online how at least in this trailer you know they showed us some carnage on like the t- trailer do you remember the teaser trailer for venom one where they just didn't show venom at all <laughs> No, I, I don't remember. Oh, okay. There was, there was a lot of people, like, hated it because it was like, well, it's a Venom trailer, but, like, <laughs> it was just, like, Tom Hardy going crazy was, like, the trailer. Um, yeah. Alden was being sarcastic when we said, when he said that we were looking forward to this movie. I could care less <laughs> about this movie. Um, 
Just don't ruin Tom Holland's Spider-Man is the bar I'm at. And don't make me want to bang my head into a wall. That would Andy be Circus. that is the level, Andy Circus, <laughs> that you need to to <laughs> rise above. Andy Circus said that Venom Two was not set in the MCU. So, thank goodness. <laughs> we'll see Where about is Morbius. This, is this one in San Francisco again? I assume. Was that what the last one was set? Yeah. Okay. I assume so then. What if he just goes to? Lucasfilm headquarters or Apple and <laughs> running around Apple. That's what I associate with San Francisco. Maybe he's hitting dingers for the San Francisco Giants out into McCovey Cove in the San Francisco yeah. Bay. Am I right? Nope. Maybe he is. <laughs> he's a real Barry Bonds. You're so that right. Venom. <laughs> and then he's just running around first base eating people. Woody Harrelson doesn't have his awful wig anymore. Yeah, the sideshow Bob look is gone. Yeah, thank God. How's he going to mop the floor? He's going to have to use an actual mop instead of his hair. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, like I said, hold on. I'm going to go Bergeron. I'm rooting for it because I like Andy Circus, but the rest of... I mean, I like Tom Hardy and, and Woody Harrelson as well, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a Bergeron too. Sure. Uh, second trailer this week. Uh, the Green Knight, yes. uh, A24 film uh, directed by David Lowry, who I did look up what else he's directed, but I completely forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it quick, Holden. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so this is, I, I think we covered, we, I think we briefly talked about the teaser when that came out last year, because this movie was supposed to come out like last summer. Um, but it's basically, it's a modern, like, adaptation of the famous tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And it's like a Arthurian tale, um, that actually doesn't focus on King Arthur, which I think some people find interesting, that even though King Arthur is a character, he's not, like, the main focus. Um, but it's kind of a cool story. I, I, I had to read it for my British literature class I took a couple years ago, um, and even though I disliked most of the stories I read in that class, I'm looking at you, Beowulf. <laughs> um, uh, this one was actually pretty cool. Um, uh, David Lowry is the director of A Ghost Story, which we've reviewed on oh. this podcast. He also did 2016 Pete's Dragon and The Old Man and the Gun from 2018. I've not seen oh. either of those. Okay. Apparently but. the Pete's Dragon was decent and i've heard old man and the gun's really good i want to watch i think that was like robert redford's last role before he retired so and he's yeah. bald but he looks good he's a yeah. good looking bald guy i would say <laughs> um yeah uh i mean i think this trailer looks cool visually especially i think cinematography wise it's it's very pretty it fits in line with a lot of a24's other <laughs> indie films um it's uh, it's a bit more magical than I originally thought because the original trailer I made gave it a very A twenty four like hereditary the witch kind of feeling, but this seems like it's a bit more fantastical than that. Um, so that's cool, I guess. Yeah, I, I here's my position on this. It looks like it's just Dev Patel, right? Is the, the yeah, I believe so. Yeah, who I said should play Jesus. Um, he he's a great actor i'm looking forward to his performance i have no idea what the story is i'm not familiar with that story at all 
Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't take a British literature class in university. <laughs> mm, yes. Uh, no, I haven't done that. But here's where I'm at. This movie looks like no movie I've ever seen before. And that just gets me excited because mm-hmm. whether I like it or I dislike it, it's going to be a completely original um, uh, cinema going experience. And that is exciting to me. And that's that's what I love about A24. It's like I go to Midsummer. And it's like, well, I've never seen anything like that before yeah. <laughs> or, or Hereditary or Ex Machina or uh, blanking on other one. Like I haven't seen mid 90s. I haven't. What are some other good A24 films? Uh, the, the Witch. The Witch. Like. I haven't seen anything like The Witch. You know, it's like they're all different. They're all unique. They're all so the like House. small. This looks like bigger budget, which is. Oh, yeah, I don't does. know at least bigger for a24 in that sense um it's just it looks unique and that gets me excited so i'm gonna give it a brokaw i'm giving it a brokaw as well yes exciting times at the el royale indeed um so release dates uh the new uh marvel what if series we don't have an exact release date but we have it confirmed it's coming out in august what if iron man was gay that that'd be good one that'd be progressive <laughs> it would yeah yeah um yeah except but gwyneth that, paltrow would be out of a job yeah or she would get friend zoned uh that whole series seems cool yeah. i don't know i'm kind of excited broke up yeah i i mean it'll be more exciting than captain uh, what's Falcon and the Winter Soldier boy. I, I can't, okay, I can't even remember so the title that. Because <laughs> okay, slight tangent here, but as that show was coming out, people just did not care about it, but now that it's all out, I'm seeing a lot of people online be like, "Oh, this show is like the best Marvel thing that's come out in years." I'm like, what? <sighs> did I we watch the liked same it thing? while they were watching it and I just never liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Did I give any episode higher than like a six point five out of ten? I feel I like know, we gave one a seven. or one a seven. Maybe I. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm not a huge Captain America and the Winter Soldier either uh, fan either, and some people think that's the best MCU. I movie. do. Yeah, like that's that more one a lot. middle of the pack for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then next up, uh, Loki. Speaking this- of movies where Sam Jackson gets shot a million times. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Sorry. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what, we're going to cut next? that out. No. <laughs> Why? Nobody knows what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the trailer for the hitman's <laughs> wife's bodyguard. What are you okay. thinking of, Holden? Okay. I'm, I'm gonna I'm give that. A, co- I'm gonna give that trailer a bombadil because I hated the first movie, and it had three great actors in it: Samuel Jackson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gary Oldman. And I'm like, what the heck is Gary Oldman doing in this movie? You're a good actor. This is the first. Okay, fitting on the hundredth episode. First time Jimmy's just had me absolutely exasperated. <laughs> that was anyway. such a good segue. Come on. Anyway, I was not gonna talk about that trailer. <laughs> Anyway, we had to get the trailer in there. Holden. Okay, fine. Just because yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to vent about that movie, and there was no other reason I made that sway segue. Obviously. Okay. okay. 
Um, anyway, so the Loki series, uh, it's moved up slightly, but it's weird. Okay, so it's coming out on Wednesdays. Why Wednesdays? I don't know. Uh, it's starting on June 9th, so it's. I think it was coming out that Friday, but now it's coming out that Wednesday. Why did they change it? I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me, because now it's just going to be harder for us to, like, <laughs> if we watch it right away, then we're going to have to, uh, wait, like, remember it longer for the podcast. June 9th? How many episodes is it? I think it's six, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So we got June 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th, 7th. And I was like, is one of these dates like July 1st or something, you know, like <laughs> just to get a squeeze an extra month out of some subscribers or something. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Wednesday. Didn't they have a whole big deal about it? They're like, Wednesday is the new Friday or whatever. Yeah, I I didn't. I don't think they fully justified why they said that. <laughs> I didn't really understand that. Whatever. I don't care. It's uh, during the summer. Sure. There's more flexibility. I don't know. Yeah. We're just going to be like, oh, what happened again? Although I think this series will be good. So yeah, more I'm going to give it a like. Brokaw because it looks really interesting. And Brokaw. I, I, uh, again, another character I could not care less about early days of the MCU. thought he was not a good villain in the Avengers. was a vast minority of that. I still haven't seen the movie since then, so maybe I'll change my <laughs> mind. But now I like Loki more, and now I will probably really like him after this show. I think every single time we bring up Loki, you mentioned how you have not seen Avengers since it was in theaters. And that I didn't like it at the time. Yeah, I think that's brought up every time. Uh, Then the uh, last thing for this is um, Jungle Cruise is going to be on Premier Access in addition to theaters. So I am not paying $30 for that movie, (laughs) Olvin. What a disappointment. Okay, on to actual news. Although this kind of still ties into release dates a little bit. I think this was that uh, this was like right after we recorded the last episode, but Marvel came out with like this big video thing. Oh yeah, I got like, goosebumps. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Uh where it was like I mean they were encouraging people to go back to the theaters and saying how like mo- like movies are important to be seen in theaters and everything. But it had some like crucial stuff in it, so we've got to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, we got some first footage of the Eternals. It's just very brief. Um, uh, it looks pretty. I mean, it looks like Nomad Land kind of in some in a couple of the shots that they showed. I was like, yeah, this this seems like a Chloe Zhao production. Um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot to go off of there. It's not like a full trailer or anything. Um. But then uh, we got confirmed a couple of titles. Uh, first of all, we got Black Panther Two is now called Black Panther. Black Panther. Black Panther. <laughs> Black Panther. <laughs> I was I was thinking Wakanda. Okay, Black Panther. Black, Wakanda Black went forever. Two. Black Panther Two. Black Panther. Black Panther. I'm never gonna not call it Black Pan. Black Panther now. <laughs> Black um, Black Panther. Wakanda forever is the title. Okay. What, what do you think? That's bad. I kind of think that too. <laughs> like I get it. Like it's you know it's it's somewhat like tribute to Chadwick Boseman because he said that like a couple times at least in the movies. But like I don't know. It's kind of it's a bit much. They probably could have found a better way to have a cool subtitle. And what are they gonna call the fourth one now? Because they can't do. Oh yeah, they can't do the four ever. <laughs> So what are they gonna do? Wakanda, two or Black Panther together, we're stronger. Two, 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 
two black two panther there we go <laughs> black panther tokyo drift yeah <laughs> uh anyway yeah that title i'm gonna give that a bombadil it's kind of bad yeah wakanda title is that <laughs> <laughs> uh then we also for the captain marvel 2 it's revealed that it's now going to be called the marvels which is also yes. kind of a bad title <laughs> They really dropped the marbles on that one. They're dropping their marbles, these people coming up with these titles. Well, so the, I mean, that basically confirms that they're going to incorporate Miss Marvel, who's getting her own series, I think, later this year. Miss Marvel is probably going to be in it, and probably Monica Rambo too. Yeah. From WandaVision. So it, it's going to be more of a team movie, which honestly, I mean, it kind of. I'm not a huge fan of how reliant that is, especially on, like, the series, I guess. But at the same time, I don't like Captain Marvel as a character. So if you bring the focus away from her a little bit, uh, cool. We don't like Captain Marvel yet, Holden. Yet. Yeah, maybe this movie will change my mind. I'm open to it. Yeah, you sexist pig. Yeah. <laughs> Hundred episodes later, and Holden's still stuck in his backwards ways. My backwater ways, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I uh, yeah, I'll give that a. Uh, well, I don't dislike it as much as Wakanda Forever. I'll give it a Bruiser on. Uh, the Marvels. Bruiser on, yeah. I mean, it's not good, but it's it's. I don't know. I think both of them are Bergerons, really. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and then just to kind of summarize this up, they did like a cool run through of all the movies coming out, which is where I got a lot of the goosebumps because it was like the arrangement of the Avengers scored and or the Marvel theme during that was really cool. Uh, but just in order, I don't have the dates because whatever, but uh, Black Widow, Shang-Chi, uh, The Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, um, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, the Marvels, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, and then they had Fantastic Four at the end, but they didn't give a date to that. <laughs> it was just kind of weird. Um, so Fantastic Four is coming at an unknown date. We already knew that. Um, and people were wondering why Blade wasn't in there, because Blade was previously announced, but apparently they've come out since and said that like Blade's just like, they're f- they're still finishing up the script. Like They have a good, uh, good like final draft they're working on but they didn't want to announce anything yet so yeah. um yeah so cool Getting every time up. i hear spider-man no way no no way home i hear i think of the wizard of oz guy at emerald city who's like no way no how he's like <laughs> i don't open the door <laughs> <laughs> spider-man no way no how they just okay. Dorothy just grabs him, pulls him out, and just starts beating the crap out of him. And get, let me in there. I gotta get home. I'm from Kansas. I'm not from Oz. I'm gonna give that uh that Marvel trailer thing a broca. It was cool. I just like woke up one morning and watched it. And it was a nice thing to wake up to. Yeah, uh, it was it was cool. Um, so yeah, broca for me as well. We got. Jimmy, we got a lot of casting news for Knives Out this week. We've got four pretty big names that are confirmed to be in this caper alongside Daniel Craig. Uh, but first, we got announced Dave Bautista is going to be in it. Uh, then we also have Janelle Monet, uh, Edward Norton, and uh, of, of WandaVision fame, Catherine Hahn. 
and it's Parks and Recreation fame. Yeah, no, she's in a lot, but just most <laughs> recently, WandaVision. Um, yeah, so what do you think, Jimmy, of those casting? It's good we need Willem Dafoe in there, though, so I'm going Bergeron. <laughs> <laughs> he was, uh, I wonder if, like, the, um, what's the murder on the Orient Express is, like, the DC to Knives Out Marvel, and, like, I wonder if the people who appear in those movies cannot appear <laughs> in Knives Out, because, like, because Willem Dafoe was in Murder on the Orient Express, so. Somebody's been murdered in this house, and I'm gonna find out who. Well, I, uh, I I like all four of these actors. Yeah, I think they're all good. Um, Dave Bautista, he's, he's a funny guy. He's enjoyable as Drax. He was cool in that little bit of Blade Runner he was in. I'd um, like to, you know who I'd like to see? I'd like to see, a, I'd like to see Harrison Ford just being really grumpy. <laughs> just leave me alone. I don't care if you solve the crime. I did it. I killed him, okay? <laughs> it would be great. Honestly, Harrison Ford, that'd be awesome. And he get like he doesn't even need to act. Don't even give him a script. Just put him on the set and have him be grumpy. <laughs> I don't have time to talk to you. I need to walk my dog. <laughs> my CGI dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's uh, I'll give it a broca, hold on. Yeah, I'll give all of that a broca as well. Uh, more casting news uh, for Indy 5. Uh, we have Boyd Hallbrook uh, is going to be in it, as it uh, wasn't confirmed who he was going to be playing. But he's reunited. Uh, he's who played the like main bad guy with the metal arm in Logan. That uh, guy, you remember? No, oh. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I he's kind of like the main that. villain. I well, I guess he's technically not like the main villain, but he's better than who the actual main villain is. He's kind of cool. He's got he's like a mercenary with a robot arm. I thought he was cool. Uh, but yeah, so he's reuniting with James Mangold, who obviously directed both films. And then I don't recognize this actress even in the stuff she was in. But Seanette Renee Wilson, I don't know. So cool, good for them. They have Mads freaking Mickelson. They don't need anybody else. He can play all the roles, including Indiana Jones. He has a new... Uh, sorry, sorry, Chris Pine. <laughs> he has a new movie that just came out, like a new Danish movie that just came out that looked cool. I don't remember what it was called. I don't know. I think it was like some fantasy movie. Whatever. Uh, good for them. I'll give it a Brokaw, sure. Yeah. I was going to say Mads Mikkelsen should be in Knives Out too, but he has some uh, weird on-screen history with Daniel Craig, in, in t- including some ball torture, so I don't know if that would work. Oh, yeah, that's right. I keep forgetting. That might yeah, cause some I keep some forgetting tension. he's in Casino Royale, even though that's like what made him big. Um, okay, uh, then also apparently the Hollywood Reporter said that the Joker sequel is still happening. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> That's like all there was on it, but like it was just I saw it when I was looking up news for this. I had completely forgotten that people that like Todd Phillips was thinking about making a Joker sequel. Okay, I, I part of the cynical part of me wants it to come out and just be awful <laughs> and just get panned. Uh, they should make one for every decade. So the next one's in the nineties. Oh yeah, there we go. And it's just him trying to be like a gangster. <laughs> I he just gets beat up. Yeah, I mean, I liked Joker, but it just it does not need a sequel. 
just stop. <laughs> it's such a bad idea. And like Todd Phillips, that's probably the best movie he's made. And I don't really have faith that he would be able to do anything interesting with a sequel because especially since the first movie like everything interesting was just like a tribute to other movies so you uh, know what if he gets a sequel let's just say i want him to go on the the late late show with james corden (laughs) (laughs) Uh, there we go (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh yeah Bergeron uh, is Bergeron. my opinion of that movie that I think is good, but not nearly as good as everybody says it is. But Quentin Tarantino has a point where he's like, "Hey, this movie's not good, but this one part's good." There's he's got like some soundbite on it, and that, so I, that's my good stance. for Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, okay, so we have a new Coen's Brothers movie coming coming out. Minus yes, one, the Coen. Coens, the Coen's Brothers, the Coen's Brothers. We have one Coen, one. Co- New Cohen's Brothers movie, minus one Cohen brother. So it's uh, a Cohen movie. Yeah, it's a Cohen movie. Joel Cohen. Uh, he has a new movie coming out uh, called The Tragedy of Macbeth. It's starring Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand, because of course it's starring Francis McDormand. She's in like all of their movies. Are you sure it's not the Cohen guy who wrote the Garfield movies? I am one hundred percent sure it's not that. <laughs> all right, guy. don't make that. Mi- don't make what was it, Bill Murray's mistake. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, no, but, uh, so it apparently does not involve Ethan Cohen because uh, he's apparently taking a filmmaking break to focus on like writing theater stuff. Okay. Good for him. Uh, cool. Uh, but yeah, Joel Cohen's still doing this and it's apparently releasing later this year with a short theatrical run and then going to Apple TV plus. So what that makes it sound like is I'll have to catch it in theaters <laughs> in the short run. Uh, or I'll just do the free trial and watch some Ted Lasso catch up on that. There you go. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, Macbeth is a cool story. I hope it's not just like another adaptation, like the one I watched where it's just literally Shakespeare script. Cause that gets annoying. I want it to be like more of an adaptation with, with some modern dialogue so I can actually understand what's happening. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just not cultured. Even though I took that British literature class. What's a, what's a famous Macbeth line? Um. Uh, out, out, damn spot. Is that when he's is he trying to wash his hands or something? No, that's uh, Lady Macbeth trying to wash her hands. Okay, I knew someone was washing their hands. I read this sophomore year of high school. <laughs> I did win best actor for playing Macbeth. Though. There, I, there I, are I probably a bunch of other famous Macbeth lines that, uh, if any of you out there are Shakespeare nerds, you're probably yelling at us. But sorry, I'm not a Shakespeare nerd. Quite yeah, the I'd like to get, I'm a Shakespeare jock. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to get the Macbeth with uh, fries and <laughs> ranch. <laughs> sorry, our ice cream machine's not working today. Oh, okay, sorry. What's funny is like there's one of the main characters and that is McDuff, and I just think of Duff beer from <laughs> from Simpsons, but served at a McDonald's. Oh yeah, Duff man. Um, what are we talking about? This movie, Bergeron to movie. Brokaw. I don't, I'll give it a I Brokaw. I like. I, they haven't made a movie I don't like, at least that I've seen. So cool. Actually, I take that back. I do not like Hail Caesar. I was gonna say Hail Kaiser. Yeah. Uh. Okay. The last bit of news I have is a uh, Bong Joon Ho news. Yes. Um, he's directing an animated movie. 
Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a Korean language film. And uh, all that we know about it is that it's an adventure film about humans and deep sea creatures. So, Jimmy, I have to pose this question to you. Is he directing Luca? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure. Holden, good joke. Whatever. Uh, Broca. Yeah, Anything Broca. else to say? Uh, no, that's it. I don't think there was... Was there gaming stuff this week? I Here's some other things I had down. Uh, we got our first images of... Our first image of Leonardo DiCaprio in the Killers oh. of the Flower Moon. They I did production. see that, but I didn't mention it. <laughs> um, that gets me excited. Apparently, they just built a whole town. <laughs> and that's where all of the money went. So like this is like $120 million, dollars, whatever. Or $250 million, I think. Oh, jeez. It's like insane. Uh, so I'll give that a broke up. We did, I think this was, this might have been the last two weeks, but we did get our first images of House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones spinoff that's coming in 2022. I'm looking forward to it, Holden. I hope it's good. That makes one I think of it'll us. be good. It's going to start out with game or season eight's budget. Uh, as we know, money isn't everything, but that's exciting. I think it'll be good. I've heard it's a good story. And then the only piece of TOGB, news i have is that the psvr2 headset apparently is going to have haptic feedback so you'll get you'll feel it when you get punched in the face wow cool yeah that's all i got i'll get that a bro we're really living in a ready player one world aren't we (laughs) yeah except hopefully this world's good yeah Uh, i think that's it for me so we can go on to random segment all right hold in random segment time let's do this jimmy i'm curious to see what you what you brought us is this gonna be a quiz did you go through every previous episode of tomp and assemble a quiz i did assemble a quiz holden it's all the offensive things you've said over the hundred i'm just kidding um (laughs) that would have been way too long uh all right it is a seven questions holden concerning our hundred episodes uh so far uh, we've had six thousand five hundred thirty six listens as of this hundredth episode which is about over you know around not concluding this episode it's you know a little shy of 70 per episode which way more than i thought we would get when we started this episode and so we appreciate you listening to this uh uh we it's been fun i think it's just been fun to do as a hobby we're obviously not making any money because of that but it's just it keeps it pure we're not motivated by the dollar bills Oh, don't worry. Once I graduate, this is all I'm going to put all my effort into, uh, and then we will be motivated by money. Okay. Well, (laughs) then. (laughs) And we're still not afraid to sell out, though. Yeah, we will sell out. It will happen. $10 is all we're asking for. We, like, honestly, I just want to earn the money back for this microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to break even on this podcast. (laughs) All right, Olden. So seven questions you got to get four of them right in order to retain the five un bill which is mine so i want it back (laughs) so you got to get four right if you get four wrong you're out of luck all right so hold on number one our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2019 was the subject of our first episode 
But what's the, what was the first movie we actually reviewed? And no cheating, Holden. No I actually do know this one. Was it How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, The Lego Movie 2, the second part, Captain Marvel, or the lovely movie Velvet Buzzsaw? What's now you've got me second-guessing a little bit. How I'm to pretty... Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Lego Movie uh, 2, Captain Marvel, or Velvet Buzzsaw? I am 90% sure, and I'm so I'm going to go with this, Lego Movie 2. That's your final answer? Yes, that's my final answer. Holden, you are right. That is yes. the first movie we reviewed. I think I gave it a 9 out of 10. I really liked it. I need to rewatch it. I remember really liking it, too, but I also don't remember a ton from it. <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, one for one, Holden. Congratulations. Thank then, you, goodness. Thank goodness. What was the subject of our 50th episode? Was it... <laughs> Onward, the Pixar movie that no one remembers. Was it The Invisible Man? Never saw it. The Hunt <laughs> or Coronavirus? Oh. And your uh, options are Onward, okay. The Invisible Man, The Hunt, or Coronaviruser. Okay. As the British people say. I. Hmm. <laughs> so I got to do some math here. I'll, I'll do a little bit of thinking. So. We started this podcast after we came back from China, which was sophomore year of college for me, junior year for you. Um, we started, I think, the first week of February because we were like a week late from reviewing Glass. We almost reviewed Glass. <laughs> like if we had started a week sooner, that's what we would have done. Um, so if we started in February, 50 episodes, give a couple of gap weeks in there. I'm going to say Invisible Man. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is incorrect. No. It was Onward. I believe I should pull it up. I believe The Invisible Man was our 49th episode. Uh, Okay. All right. Let me see. Calculating, calculating, calculating. Escalators, escalators, escalators. All right. We got, yeah, Invisible Man was 49th. And then the hunt and coronavirus was the same episode, and that was episode fifty-one. Yeah, so the fiftieth episode was, was our last episode before coronavirus, and we officially gave coronas, coronavirus up Thomas two thumbs down Bombadil. We did, we did. I All remember right. that. You're one for two, Golden. You're still on pace to okay, retain okay. the five UN bill. <laughs> All right, number three, our Jackie Brown. Excuse me, our Jackie Brown review is our most listened to episode with. 143 listens what is our second most popular episode is it our first episode ever is it our first movie review the lego movie 2 is it minority report and diary of the wimpy clid the long haul is it togo and the mandalorian season one finale or there's a fifth option here or is it joker again it's our (laughs) options are the very first episode our very first review lego movie 2 Minority Report and Diary of the Wimpy Kid the Long Haul. Oh. Togo in the Mandalorian Season 1 finale or Joker. Gosh. Um, okay, we did Minority Report this last year. Did we do Jackie Brown this last year? That was, nope, that was the first year we did the podcast, 2019. Okay. I don't think it's the Minority Report one. Um... If it was, if it had been like right after the Jackie Brown one, I would have said maybe. Um, 
Okay, is it... Mandalorian one? It is not. It is our very first episode, our top 10 most anticipated movies of 2019, with 127 listens. That episode is so bad. (laughs) I even have written here, new listeners skip this episode in parentheses behind it, or in front of it. Uh, Then it's our first review, The Lego Movie Part 2. What's that? How many potential subscribers have we lost to that? I don't know, but uh, can't say we didn't warn them. The first 15 minutes are are pretty interesting, and then we just talked about random things. for We rambled for a long time. Yeah, it was. And we never do that anymore. (laughs) Uh, Then it's our Lego. They're actually in order from the going down. So it's Lego Movie 2. The second part is 117, third place. Then it's Minority Report and... uh, uh, then Joker, Dire then... Wimper Kid, ninety-seven. Then it's Togo in the Mandalorian finale, ninety-four. Then it's Joker with eighty-seven, and there was oh, a couple gotcha. other with eighty-seven. So holding your one for three, but gotcha. It's just gonna get harder. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna actually skip down to one of my my last question because it goes off this one. But what is our least popular episode? All right, what is our <laughs> least okay. popular episode? Is it? Detective Pikachu and the Game of Thrones season Game of Thrones season eight episode five the bells review is it scary stories to tell in the dark is it Birds of Prey in the Lighthouse or is it Sonic the Hedgehog and twenty twenty Oscar reactions okay and as to preface this I didn't include anything from like the last few months because they get I'm more listens I'm going to say them. scary stories that is incorrect what scary stories actually has about average listenership for us it has 73 listens birds of prey in the lighthouse had 85 sonic the hedgehog and 2020 oscar reactions had a below average 57 and our least most popular episode is detective pikachu and my least favorite episode of game of thrones season eight episode five the bells with i was okay my mentality and maybe this is what you're going for is that that has the scary stories is like the like one subject and the other ones didn't so i was like all right well maybe it's also not that popular of a movie so no, i was like i'm surprised by how well it did so you're one for four holden so you gotta get the last three in a row so good luck oh, no. they're not easy um but we'll see what you can do I think it's funny because Game of Thrones season eight, episode five, I think it's probably the one of the more best, one of the better articulated reviews I've ever had. And nobody's even listened to it. So <laughs> go back and listen to it. Audience yeah. members pump up those numbers. All right. 85% of our 6,536 listens come from the United States of America, where we live, holding the good old USA. The Wait, next how many, nation, what percent? 85%. Oh, okay. So 15% of our audience is international. Can you believe it? The next nation that listens to us most is the UK, representing about 5% of our total audience, 362 listens. Which country is it? Is third? Is it A, Ireland, B, the United Arab Emirates, C, Australia, the land down under, or is it D, Saudi Arabia? Uh, Again, that's A, Ireland, United Arab Emirates, Australia, or Saudi Arabia? You got to okay. get this right. Hold on. I remember when we first like started the podcast and I was more up on the numbers and we were like, we, we thought it was cool. We had some international listeners, but I don't think, I think when we said that, I don't think any of those were the ones that we were talking about. Um, 
I'm gonna say the UAE. You were close, Holden. <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Quite a so it so the UK gives us three hundred sixty-two. The next country is about half that, which is Saudi Arabia. Okay. One hundred and seventy-six listens. So wow. Thank you. I don't know what we did, but I appreciate the audience. Yes. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I, I never been to Saudi Arabia, so, um, seems cool. Next up is, <laughs> I could say more things, but I'm not going to. Next up is Ireland, uh, with 82, which about half that, less than half of Saudi Arabia. So there's quite a gulf. Then it's the UAE with 34 and then Australia is all the way in sixth, which is surprising to me. Cause I would think Australia would have been third personally. All right, Holden. So you didn't get the five UN bill. It's going back to me. But you know, you can at least save face, Holden. Yeah, let's see if I can get more than one right. <laughs> Three out of seven is pretty a pretty good score for you on like a quiz. So yeah. All right, last two questions. How many different countries have listened to Top? Is it twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty? Twenty, thirty, forty, or fifty, Holden? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, there's probably a stray listen here or there from different countries. Um, <laughs> Somebody probably hit it the wrong button. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, 30. Hold on. We have been listened to in 50 different countries wow. around the world. Can you believe it? Incredible. Yeah. How many of them and just shut it off immediately, though? Like, I don't, oh, I don't have those numbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and quite a few of them are multiple listens. And, and oh, that's cool. That. So we appreciate our international audience because we really thought we'd never have one. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and there are certainly people who do listen to consistently from certain places. Like, I can tell where you live. I mean, the city. But <laughs> yeah. They don't Jim give us the address. Where you live. <laughs> I know where you live. All right. Uh, all right. Final questions, Holden. All the, kind of off the same thought. How many different states in the good old USA have listened to Tom? Is it the same exact numbers? 20, 30, 40, or all 50 states, Holden? Are we just a success mm, in our country? Are we just hitting I, the top charts all the time? I doubt it's all 50. I'm going to say 40. Well, then you got it right. Congratulations. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. I'm and glad I, you didn't over, overestimate us. I'm glad. Uh, I bet. Has anyone from from Alaska listened to us? Oh, well, let me go check. <laughs> you vamp pulled in while I'm looking at the numbers here. Yeah. Um, well, I, I just think it's really cool that we have so many listeners from so many different places. Um, yeah. I mean, we started out where literally it was just like our friends and family uh, listening to us, but now we we have like a small audience, so we appreciate you guys listening to us. But no um, Alaskans, no Alaskans. I, <laughs> that was just my instinct. Like, I wonder if anyone from Alaska has listened to us. Nope. Um, but yeah, so that's awesome. We appreciate you listening in. I appreciate getting the five UN a bill back, Holden. It's been fun to have random segment back. Uh, we'll see if it comes back again. This but should. uh. We don't, sure. you don't We're going to be in summer, episode. so we'll have more time. What? We won't have our 100th episode every day, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. Spiral only comes out once a generation. So True, true. All right, Holden. Speaking of 
Let's review Spiral. Spiral, the new Saw film. Full title, Spiral from the Book of Saw. Um, All right, hold on. I got the synopsis here. Just because we don't want to give anything away, obviously. That would be very unprofessional. Working in the shadow of his father, Detective Ezekiel, Zeke Banks and his rookie partner take charge of an investigation into grisly murders that are eerily reminiscent of the city's gruesome past. And by grisly murders, I'm not talking about the bear but the does it say that in the synopsis? <laughs> <laughs> it does say that. This person from Lionsgate was very specific. Yeah. You know, maybe they would have just used a different word. That seems a little wordy. All right. Unwittingly entrapped in a deepening mystery. Get it? Entrapped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zeke finds himself at the center of the killer's morbid game. Ooh. With a budget of $20 million. Okay. Starring Chris Rock, Sam Jackson. Okay. Uh, Max Mingel, Mingela, Mingela, and Marisol Nichols. Okay. Spiral is the Spiral. ninth, ninth uh, installment in the Saw franchise. Holden, this is our non-spoiler review. Don't worry, we're not going to spoil anything. You know, Saw movies, you don't want to have them spoiled for you. Right. Is... We would never do that. No, okay. we would never do that. Um, it is it is fitting. This is our 100th episode because uh, one of the ways Jimmy and I bonded when we first met was talking about Saw. I remember that because I thought I had just watched all the movies over the summer, and I thought it was weird that someone else uh, that I met had seen multiple Saw movies. Um, thought it was just me, so that's cool. Um, and then uh, Jimmy has. I mean, I I. I love the series too, but Jimmy has like a weird obsession with it, even though he hasn't even seen all of them. I'm not obsessed with the series. I am obsessed with the original movie. I <laughs> love the first movie. It is so terribly made. Like it should, it, it is awful. Like James Wan <laughs> is such a great director. He has made objectively fantastic movies yeah. in, the, in Conjuring 1, yeah. and Conjuring 2, and I haven't seen all of his other stuff, but those are like incredibly made horror movies. And Saw is a literal pile of garbage. I mean, like the part where you know, the part in Saw one where Adam's digging through the toilet. I mean, the toilet. What's in the toilet is just as crappy as the making of that movie. But I love it <laughs> so much. Yeah, it's great. Um, and I, 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 at one point, I had all the Saw movies ranked somewhere. I don't know where I have it right now. I, I have not seen them since that summer before my freshman year of college. So it's hard for me to remember exactly what order they're all in. Vaguely, I remember disliking two and three the most. Um, Which is weird because they're considered two of the better ones. I just, for me, my personal taste in the Saw movies are when they get silly and stupid. Because once, uh, spoilers for the series, I guess. Not 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 Spiral, but the rest of the series. Um when jigsaw dies in the third one and just after that how all of the events are like orchestrated by him somehow before he died <laughs> like <laughs> i think that's hilarious and i think like like the traps get sillier and i just that's when i think it, it takes off and becomes just so bad it's good and i think one is also in that camp in a way but i think two and three aren't as like 
campy as one or the pre- the following ones. So that's why I don't like. I wouldn't much. like one is not so bad. It's good though. Like no. one is a great movie that's made terribly. Like, yeah, <laughs> it is a fantastic story that has just an awful script and <laughs> awful cinematography, awful editing. But the the story is so good that it still transcends all of that. Yeah, and the acting's bad. Yeah, um, sorry, Lee Winnell. I, you're Carrie you seem always. like a really cool guy. <laughs> I love how Carrie always just chews the scenery in that movie. Um, Addy. <laughs> um, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I love that movie too. Um, but anyway, so two and three are like my least favorite, and it just so happens that the director of those two is who the director of this movie is, and I didn't know that until like a day before I went to see this movie. So that kind of lowered my expectations a little bit. I was like, Oh no, I don't know how I feel about that. I kind of just had wished they had gotten like the jigsaw people or one of the other directors to do it. Um, but we've been, we've been dancing around it long enough. Let's get into what we think of the movie. Jimmy, what did you think? All right. I, I got my notes here. I still, I still think this is the second best Saw movie. I mean, and I'm, I actually just pulled up a variety. I just saw when I was looking up the synopsis that Variety had their rankings, and they have it second too, which is surprising. I didn't know if I'd be alone in that. I think this movie is one of those where it's like the idea, the premise is great, and the execution is not where yeah like the first one's like that but the execution still is good enough that it doesn't hurt the immersion and that experience of it like you're still invested in the story but this one it's like it's i don't know it's more awkward the the writing's just bad yeah in a a way that's not campy like you said it just takes itself very seriously i don't know i it's, it's hard to say. I, 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 did, I did like this movie. Mm-hmm. To me, the first half is just a little boring, and I think that's my biggest gripe with it. It's like, it, it thinks it's like Seven, like the movie Seven, not Saw yeah. Seven, but the seven, yeah. movie Seven with Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and, and um, <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Uh, but it's not as interesting. It's not as well written. It's not as well paced well as well edited as well shot all those things it's just the worst version of that and we we both named it immediately after that we got like little the little things vibes from it yeah uh which was not a great movie and I, uh, fortunately I, I think the second half is more interesting and picks up i think there's certain parts of this movie that are really funny that i want to get into i could probably even get to out of spoilers in a little bit but um the it's almost like in some places it's like a parody of seven and that's where like that in combination with like the traps and uh interesting i think there's some interesting themes that maybe aren't the most well executed at points but all of that combined i think makes us like way more entertaining than the little things as a movie i don't know if it's better it's probably close to the same quality like if we're looking at it from a quote-unquote objective angle but i i think this movie is a lot (laughs) like a lot more entertaining yeah i would agree with that i (laughs) everybody's yelling all the time is one of my notes (laughs) everything is like super intense there's not like 
moments in between. The trap. I one thing I did like is that there was kind of a legitimate motive for the killer this time. It mm-hmm. actually kind of made sense. Again, where does all the money come from to make all these traps and do all these things? That still doesn't make sense. Um, it's, I hated the jump scares in this movie. It's like oh, it got so they you they. Like, it's, like, the same thing every time, too. Like, it's not even... I mean, it's not like they vary it at all. I mean, it's... I'm not... It's literally just a guy in a pig mask coming out and, like, like grabbing people with, like, a plastic bag. That's what it is every time. And it's, like, the same sting, and it's very, like, predictable that it's going to happen, and then it does. And it's just, like, a really... I hated the sound design of it. It was like, yeah, you know, every time. And I just like, this is getting really old. I'm not as against jump scares as some people are, because I think like sometimes it can work, but like, I does not work for me when it's just a loud noise that makes no sense in the context of the universe. Like if it like, sure. If it was like, I guess a ghost screaming or something like whatever, I guess that makes sense. But it's like there's nothing that would produce that sound in that scene. It makes no sense. Yeah, and the fact that it's the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, again. it's not even varied. Uh, la, 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 la. Sam Jackson doesn't need to be in this movie. No, nope. He has nothing to do. He's just in it so that swear. people are, will like go see it and be like, oh, well, it's a Saw movie, but it's also a Sam Jackson movie, so... I thought the soundtrack was bad and distracting at points, especially towards the beginning. I actually don't remember. Aside from, like, you know, the Hello Zep stuff, I do not remember it at all. Yeah, no, the the original, like, here's the twist music is fantastic, as usual. Um, They use the N-word a lot in this movie, and I, like, why? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, do we? I'm. I mean, necessary. It's a nit. It's a nitpick, but it's like, I okay. I mean, it's. This movie's not about race or anything. It, they just, it's just in there. Um, <laughs> this is also nitpick, but the new Spiral guy has a very lame voice. Yeah, it's that is <laughs> not intimidating at all. Well, like, I, I, and it's basically like a voice changer. That's not like a tr- like a spoiler because I mean, it sounds like a voice changer in the in the trailer and everything but like why don't use a like a different voice <laughs> for your it's like to modulate hello it to. detective i want to play a game hello jimmy that's pretty good <laughs> um let's see what else do i got here I, I was surprisingly not distracted by chris rock's acting i thought it was going to be more distracting than it was there um, okay i don't de- think he's good but i don't think he's bad after having watched fargo season four i think he can do dramatic pretty well because he's like pretty good in that season because he's like one of the main characters but i think a lot of the problems he has in this are like the script because as you said the script is not very good and it's <laughs> someone like chris rock who has more of a like comedic background probably just doesn't have the chops yet to turn that bad of a script <laughs> and anything better um uh let's see <laughs> for a movie that a lot of people go missing in it seems like a lot of people just go by themselves and are alone for a while and nobody like 
tries to keep track of people and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, this person, nobody's seen them, but let's not freak out about it until <laughs> we get like a something in the mail from the killer. It's like, you know, maybe we should, you know, since these things are happening, maybe we should be a little bit more on top of that sort of stuff. Oh. The sense of time was a little weird in this movie. It's like I couldn't tell exactly how many days were going on or what yeah, was what it, and it wasn't like horrible but it was just like a I little I do not know how long like this whole thing took like how was it like a week two weeks I don't know how long this whole movie was in universe but um the traps were they made sense but I don't think anything's going to be super iconic from them I think there's one that's pretty good um mostly just because of the special effects but i yeah most i they just like i said before they don't like reach the comedic stupid heights of the last few saw movies i don't want them to honestly i don't like like i don't like that part of saw like that's not why i why i like it i like the the mystery tension of it and and that's for me why i don't like the later ones and why i don't say i am a fan of the Series, Jimmy. I think you're the first person I've ever heard say that. <laughs> like I, I mean, you watch I, you watch Saw for the plot. <laughs> I'm not watching it for the traps. I mean, I will enjoy the fact that they're stupid, but I don't want a Saw movie to be like that. Like, if it's going to be a bad one, then sure, make it bad. But I want a good Saw movie that has the plot and the the. I'd rather have traps that makes that aren't as silly. And makes sense in terms of the story than like really cool traps or really interesting traps and just a terrible story. I think Personally. Saw. I think the Saw franchise is the exception for me where I want them to continue just being awful because I think that's where it's at its best. <laughs> uh, well, I disagree, Holden. Uh, but if they're gonna make a bad one, lean into it being bad. Um, yeah think that's i mean looking at my notes here that's all i have for non i do want spoilers before we we want well okay before we get into non-spoilers i won't say obviously what the twist or before we get into spoilers i i won't say what the twist is obviously but i just i knew from the start (laughs) what it was i thought it was really obvious and it just like as the movie went on more evidence was added on to it and i was like i yeah i have it i so not i mean sometimes it's a spoiler to say a movie has a twist but if you're going to a saw movie and you don't think it has a twist you haven't seen another saw movie no yeah so. that's the only that's why i bring it up because it's like a part of the franchise and i also saw the twist coming i, I you know it was a good 55 percent of the movie before i figured it out but i had figured it out a good i was pretty certain a good like 20 minutes before it was revealed and i don't know you know I've been doing a lot of like puzzle things like that, like murder mystery things with my girlfriend and having seen the other Saw movies. I like I don't know if that plays into it and we're just more aware of that sort of stuff and we're more likely to pick up on it or if it's just it is that predictable and the general audience is going to catch on a lot too. I could see it being like 50-50. Yeah. But I don't want to overestimate our intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but again, we like, are talking about that, a Saw movie here, though. It's not very intelligent. 
I think the first one's a pretty smart movie. For the, I mean, there's some things that don't make much sense, but overall, I think it's. I didn't see yeah. the no, twist I agree. in the first I movie think, coming. I think the first one is like it's good and it's it's pretty smart, but just the series has evolved away from that for better or worse. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know. It's like I. I really wish I hadn't seen it coming because like a lot of the gratification of a Saw movie is like, what's the twist? And then just you like having your mind blown by all these random flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. And when you know it, it just kind of deflates the balloon a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you go see this movie, I hope you don't figure it out. Uh, yeah. I do think it's like, I don't, it's like you get to a point where it's just deductive reasoning. You're like, I don't know how it's anybody but this person. So, yeah, um, I guess rating time, Holden. Yeah, um, I think in line with, I think this one, it's not. I don't think it's my second favorite. It might not even be my third favorite. It's probably middle for me overall. Um, partially because I because I guess the twist and so the most of the movie there was like no mystery for me. Um, probably a four. Wow, you're really lowballing it. Huh? I mean, uh, I mean, oh, I don't know. I, it's it's one of those movies that's hard for me to grade because I want to like uh, balance it between my enjoyment and what how I think the movie actually is. I don't know. I guess a five. I'll go. I'll give it a five. There we go. I'm gonna go six point five, and I enjoyed it more than that. But I think I I do think there's a really good story there. Like I I don't think Chris Rock was just tripping when he when he was like this would make a good Saw movie. Mm-hmm. Like I think he genuinely had a good idea, but just the people to execute that idea weren't up for it. You know, I, it would have been cool to see Lee Winnell and James Wan return and make this movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know. I enjoyed it. I'm glad we have it. It was it was fun. It was it was better than Jigsaw, that movie I don't really remember. Um, <laughs> and I I looked forward to it, and it didn't disappoint in terms of I enjoyed it. So yeah, uh, cool. It will ne- like nothing will ever supersede the feeling of watching the first Saw for the first time and knowing nothing about the franchise. Yeah, first time I watched the first Saw, I knew the twist. So you Oops. knew the twist? Yeah. Oh, I feel like that's hor- horrible. I feel well, okay. It's not like a sixth sense twist where it's just like part of pop culture, but it's also like not, it's not that well kept of a secret anymore. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people know the saw twist. That is, that's such a shame. Cause I will never like that is maybe my best movie going experience. I'm not even joking. Um, to give, I mean, just very quickly to give perspective. I was at, a. I get together with some friends, wanted to watch a scary movie when it got to like whatever, nine o'clock or you know, 10 o'clock. And it was like going through the on demand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, it was between Scream or Saw. And I actually voted for Scream, got outvoted. And I was like, okay, Saw, whatever. I don't know. There's like a million of these. They're probably terrible. And <laughs> I was like, wow, this is kind of interesting, actually. And then I was just gripped by the mystery of it, knew nothing about it. And my mind was i didn't know there was a twist you know and Gripped my mind by the was great just acting <laughs> laughing at lee winnell's acting and carrie always but <laughs> yeah i just that movie blew my mind when i watched it and i was like just obsessed with it for like a couple of weeks and i still love it and uh it's in my top 10 of all time on to our spoiler review 
Holden. Spoiler review of Spiral from the Book right. of Saw. Folks, just in case you don't remember, we have time codes in the description if you want to go on to What Are You Doing? Our final segment of the show where we talk about the movies, games, TV shows we've been watching and playing this week. If you want to listen to that without getting Jigsaw, not Jigsaw, Spiral spoiled for you, uh, look at the time codes in the description for this episode. Because I'm going to spoil the twist in three, two, one. Okay. So Chris Rock's partner was the Jigsaw Killer. Um, the Jigsaw knockoff. The Jigsaw pig, knockoff. The Pigsaw Killer. <laughs> Piggy. Um, yeah. Pepper so pig. <laughs> I knew, like, like I said, I knew immediately um, that this that he was the killer because I like, I feel like I've just seen it in enough other movies where like he says, "Oh, I've got like a wife and a kid," and he just shows a picture of them he's not even in the picture and like it's, it's just a picture he has but he like i'm like as soon as he showed that i'm like oh we're never gonna see that like wife and a kid or and like later on in the movie like when he's at his apartment and you can hear a baby crying i'm like that's definitely just a recording because we do not see the baby nor does he go over to tend to the baby or anything like it I, I just felt like there was all this evidence. And then what, like, what absolutely cemented it was the fact that, like, when he supposedly gets killed, we don't actually see the trap. And I'm just like, well, we didn't and actually see the trap happen, even in, like, a flashback or anything. So, yeah. As I, I felt it was very obvious. Um, and even though, I mean, even though Jimmy didn't get it as soon as I did, he's he got it, too, eventually. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I was bought into the idea he had this family, all that. When I started to figure it out, at first I was like, holy crap, they killed off the other guy. This is, mm-hmm. like, this is pretty, like, dark. like I was like, wow, this is really <laughs> effective. I'm like, man, I actually really feel this. Like, that yeah. really engaged me, and then, of course, that's rescinded. So, <laughs> the best part of the movie just gets rescinded, and... uh but once they mail it and it's like under your skin and we don't see that it happened, like you said, which to their credit, they have the, the one with the guy who's get his fingers ripped off that one. They like show a glimpse of, and then they actually show you the scene like five, 10 minutes later. That's it is true. pretty clever That's editing true. to, to have it like, Oh, we're at the scene. And then you're kind of mentally expecting to see it in five to ten minutes because they set that precedent so i'll give them credit for that that's pretty clever but then i was like wait there's no motive for them to do that that they told us about so unless you find something out in the next two minutes about what his partner was that doesn't make any sense and then i'm like well if the only thing is the tattoo that's something you could pretty easily just replicate replicate it and then when it's like oh well the there's that the the chief or the whatever the head of the department gets is in the basement it's like well only a cop is going to have access to that area and then the they're only like a cop can access this part of the computer i'm like well now it's really obvious who it is because it's not sam jackson because that's who they're trying to get us to believe it is and then they literally show him get kidnapped and i'm like well (laughs) 
<laughs> there's no one left, you know. Okay, I want to say, I meant to say it non-spoilers because I thought it was funny. The flashback with him and Chris Rock where they're in the police station, I almost burst out laughing because the way they make them look young is they give Samuel L. Jackson like a crappy looking like almost porn star mustache like and then uh chris rock he's literally he has a goatee and is wearing a backwards baseball cap yeah that was bad i just thought that was so funny and it seemed like a parody of like a flashback sequence i just (laughs) the flashbacks were terrible in this movie like Mm -hmm. and a lot of this movie was just expository dialogue just yelled at people and (sighs) yeah uh, man it uh it has its flaws and um i don't know i'm just I'll, it'll be interesting to see how many people pick up on that cuz it's like there's a certain point where it's like who else is it going to be but i mean at the same time i did hear like people gasp when they revealed it like in the theater so i mean i guess some people didn't figure it out mhm um let me look at my notes here but we can talk about just the traps. The one at the beginning, I thought, was good. I mean, yeah, simple. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Effective. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty effective beginning, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense. You're like, oh, make sure you... Like, how does he know the police <laughs> officer's going to be there? And then he's got this meth addict <laughs> stealing this thing, and then he's got to get away to get into this manhole. And Yeah, that, yeah, that was weird. I agree. But I mean, it's it's exciting and it's creepy, and I thought it was effective and it was a good trap, and it made sense for what the guy was like, and so, you know. And then the, I thought was the the finger one your favorite? Yeah, that was my favorite. I, um, it w- it would kind of got. It, I I don't think it's even like the silliest trap in the movie. It's definitely probably the goriest. Um, but I thought it was like creative and interesting. Um, and it still worked like with the themes of like what they were trying to repent for, I guess, or whatever. So, yeah, I guess my biggest thing with the traps is like, they don't really have a chance to survive. Yeah. You're giving them a, like, they have to do it 100% perfectly in order to survive. It's like, if they hesitate for one moment, they don't get to live. That doesn't. But then at the end, I'm like, does he even want them to live? Why does he have to kill them like Jigsaw? Like, why can't he yeah, just that... get them a lid? Does he really want to get them a legitimate chance to live? I That was one of the, my things that I was uncertain about upon the end of the movie. I mean, in this universe, if you're a Jigsaw killer, you're basically, like, omnipotent. So maybe that was his motivation. Is <laughs> you could just get away with anything, and you could do, like, basically anything. Because otherwise, yeah, like, it would just be way more... It would be easier to cover up and get away from if you just killed them. Because that seems like he seems to genuinely want to, like, quote unquote, clean up the the police precinct by killing them, by getting rid of all the crooked cops. So why not just kill them instead of, you know, putting them through that and setting all this up that could possibly lead you back back to you in evidence and stuff? I don't know. Strange. And then if you let them live, they might just try to track you down. Yeah. And yeah, so, exactly. 
the like he's like you see john kramer was right in the spiral and you got to apply it to an organization organization i'm like okay yeah you can be motivated by that but the the part of you making the traps doesn't make sense unless you're just a freak who likes torturing people yeah um unless you're gonna actually give them a chance to live and which that one guy just i don't know he really the glass guy that wasn't really up to him that was up to chris rock which i guess is like a saw three thing Mm -hmm. but um one of the other things that just doesn't make sense upon me thinking about it today is so samuel jackson the chief guy gets the text from zeke but it's his partner through zeke's phone to go to the warehouse he's like meet me at the warehouse and then he goes to the warehouse and it's not he doesn't like he just goes in without zeke like what <laughs> like wouldn't you meet up like wouldn't you be like hmm zeke's not here so i'll just go i'll call him where are you zeke or <laughs> instead of hmm, let me go into this creepy warehouse where the killer is all by myself and then looks very closely at this um uh uh typewriter and then get you know and then get <laughs> caught by the killer and now i'm bleeding out and i'm a puppet I'm Pinocchio. And he gets shot a bunch. Like you spoiled earlier. <laughs> I was talking about the hitman swipe. You were bodyguard. not. <laughs> Hold on. Come on. <laughs> I was genuinely <laughs> like, why <laughs> did you say that? And then you're like, I'm not going to cut this out. <laughs> hey, I did. For a. Uh, because you I give me crap a, all the time if I accidentally spoil something. And I never do it, like, that bad. Like, people are going to know we're talking about Spiral. <laughs> They're not going to mm, think we're talking about the Hitman's bodyguard. That was such a good save, though. That was such a good save. I played it off so well. Yeah, okay. I got to <laughs> leave it in because it was just such a good save. <laughs> okay. I'm leaving it in. Does anybody... I mean... I don't know. Spiral... Uh, yeah, I mean, he gets shot up a lot. Um, it's pretty obvious he's going to die. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson's not going to want to keep his character alive in this universe because he doesn't want to be brought back. <laughs> um, The trap I always keep forgetting about is the hot wax one. I thought that was pretty... Uh, like, I, wait, that- that was another bit where I laughed because he's like, I'm going to pour hot wax on you. Unless you say, like when he said sever your spinal cord, I just like chuckled. <laughs> it was just like, it was like the way it was phrased and the, like the whole intensity of the scene. It just seemed like really funny. It, it almost that it, that seemed like close to stupid saw levels. So I got to It's like, how is it going to know when it severs your spinal cord? Yeah, that didn't make any sense. That doesn't. (laughs) I don't understand. And then she just, she gets melty. She looks like Tommy Lee Jones when they pull that thing off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't condone your buffoonery. I do not condone your buffoonery. (laughs) Indeed. What a wise man. What a melted man. Uh, um, what do I have here? Do I have anything else in my notes here? Uh, other other clues that show that the guy's the killer. Uh, the tattoo. Uh, we don't see the scene where he dies. Only kills corrupt cops. 
never gets to his family. Oh, yeah. Zeke is like, oh, I got to go tell his wife that he's dead. But then he gets the call while he's going. Coincidence? No, it wasn't. I think... Uh, everything else we covered already. I think, like, the like the themes about, like, police and stuff are pretty timely. And I think it's kind of cool, like, a cool thing to approach in a movie like this. But it's just not handled with, like, any sort of grace or... Nuance. Nuance. Right. Yeah. And he's, I, I thought it was very cheesy when he was like, I'm actually the kid of the guy who died, and I have respect <laughs> for you, but I'm also killing all your friends. So, yeah, that's, and that's what I was talking about earlier when I said, like, thematically, it's kind of interesting, like, compared to other Saw movies. But, it, like I said, it's just not, it's, that's about where the, where it, ends for me again great concept mediocre execution Mm -hmm. and that's ultimately where this lies which is too bad because i want a freaking really good saw movie a mature saw movie or a a riddler saw movie yeah a riddler saw movie that would be awesome just a contained riddler batman saw movies that would oh that's all i want but uh, is that, do we have anything else to say about Spiral? Um, Other than Aaron Rodgers can throw one heck of them. One heck of one, am I right? That Spiral. What? what? It's a, Who's that? Tom Brady's real throws a spiral, am I right? What? The who's, who's Tom Brady? Wow. Holden's doing <laughs> the bit of the guy who doesn't know anything about sports. You're the first person to do that bit, Holden. <laughs> yep and i'll also be the last i hope so because i've never found it funny all right uh anything else holden i don't think so all right oh i do want to mention we should have mentioned this in non-spoilers but the editing is once again just off <laughs> Like overall, it's just aside from that bit that you mentioned, which was a cool thing that I thought I didn't even notice, honestly. But uh, it's just like back to the rapid fire, horrible saw editing from like extreme close ups. Yeah. At least this movie wasn't green. Yeah. Although the flashback scenes looked terrible. They looked like old. Like they looked like the old saw movies when they did the flashbacks. Mm hmm. Oh, like I said, same director, so makes sense, I guess. Yeah. All right, Holden. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Well, Jimmy, this week, uh, well, this last two weeks, actually, we've had a lot of stuff happening. Uh, done a lot of things. Um, actually, I... <laughs> I probably only did, like, a week's worth of, like, watching or playing because I've been so busy with, like, finals and stuff. So I don't have, like, a ton more than I usually do. Um, But probably the most prominent thing that I did this week um, is I watched Invincible. Oh, yeah. How did that? Yeah. I I watched it. um, I was kind of... Like, I wanted to read the comics, because I've heard the comics are really good, but I was like, "Ah, I'm too impatient, I don't really feel like waiting until I find a way to read all of them, because there's a lot, and so I just, like, alright, I'll just watch the series, and it's, it's pretty good, 
I think it's um, it lives up to kind of what people are saying about it. Um, people like to compare it to The Boys just because it's on Amazon. It's another violent superhero show, but it's really a lot different um, in almost every way, aside from the fact that it's a violent superhero show. Um, story-wise and like themes and characters and everything it's just all completely different um but i really liked it a lot some great voice performances like jk simmons is one of the main characters in it and he's great um just a great voice cast it over and it's only eight episodes this first season so it's not very long they are like 40 minute episodes i believe um but I'm really excited to see where season two goes because I don't know much about the story of the comics and season one ends on such a unique note. Um, And the only probably downside of it is that the animation budget is like cannot keep up with the show. (laughs) There's some bits of the show where it does not look very good and I feel like that'll be rectified with how popular it is. I think it'll be rectified next season, but it definitely feels sometimes like you can tell that a lot of the budget went to the voice cast. Main character is voiced by Steven Yun, who we just saw in Minari. Uh, very cool. Um, but yeah, some A-list talent. Great show. Highly recommend. Thanks. Um, in terms of like movies I watched, gosh, I got to uh, pull it up. Um, oh yeah okay oh i so we've we talked about it like before by the way is my microphone still working i can hear you holden okay i think so i heard like a beep in my ears and i don't know what that was (laughs) (laughs) but everything seems to still be recording okay so hopefully y'all are can hear me fine um is this a sound of metal situation holden can you hear me (laughs) Um, we had talked about it before, but we we didn't do an episode on it. But I watched the Mitchells versus the Machines. Oh, you did watch it? Yeah. Because uh, I figured, I, looking at the schedule we've got coming up, I don't think we're going to have any time to talk about it. But I, it is a good movie. Um, stylistically takes a lot of inspiration from Spider-Verse. I mean, it's Sony animation, so it makes sense they'd kind of take some, what, they, what they got from that. Um, but it's pretty funny. Pretty heartfelt. I It's... It's not, like, amazing, amazing. Like, Spider-Verse is definitely, like, a lot better. That's pro- Spider-Verse is, like, a 9.5 or close to a yeah. 10 for me. This is probably more like an 8. Like, it's still very good, but it's not, like, not Spider-Verse levels. But I recommend it. It's a fun watch. Um, I watched, I think I would mentioned a couple weeks ago, I watched 21 Jump Street again. But I watched 22 Jump Street for the first time. And it's good. It's like more of the same. It's kind of the whole joke of the movie is that it's like more of the same, but they do it with a style. So it's not like super annoying. It's not like them just constantly saying, oh, it's the same movie again. <laughs> There's some clever things they do with it. But uh, yeah, 22 Jump Street, funny movie. Um, I watched the 1980s Weird Al movie UHF. Have you seen that? No. Uh, he started a movie in the 80s called UHF and it is a very weird it's basically an excuse for him to do a bunch of like just comedy sketches because the whole plot of the movie is that he owns like a or he buys no his uncle buys a UHF TV station um, that he then gets to run 
and it's basically him just putting on like a bunch of shows and like you know trying to stop an evil corporate dude and all that kind of stuff but it's a funny movie weird al's a funny guy that was like one of the movies that defined my sense of humor in the sixth grade because it felt like too naughty for me to watch in the sixth grade so i thought it was like really cool when i watched it on netflix (laughs) i think it was one of the first movies i actually watched on netflix when we got our subscription um but i thought it was like so funny and like me and my friends would quote it all the time uh but that was the first time i'd watched it since like early middle school um yeah i think that's it for movies in terms of like games I finally finished Bioshock 2 and it's DLC, so that's cool. Um, I've been playing some Castlevania on my computer, some very old Castlevania games. I had been doing that for a while, and I think I used to talk about that on the podcast, but I got back into it. I took a long break because I had played a bunch of them, but I'm playing some more now. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for me, though. All right, I've got a few things. Number one, I watched Mr. Peabody in Sherman because uh, my my students said that, that a lot of the stuff we learn about goes ties into that, so I'm thinking about showing it uh, last couple of days of the year here as a wrap-up celebration thing. And they write a couple things we talked about, or we talked about this year in the movie. It was Ooh. all right. It was, the animation's not very good, like, and it's not that old, so. Yeah, it's is, it, is it a fine. DreamWorks movie? It is. It doesn't look great okay um but it's all right like it's a decent kids movie it's not fantastic but um it's not fan force it's not fan for stick but it's all right <laughs> uh i also what is a lot better though i watched this i have paramount plus free trial because they had a, this really good two-part docu-series on cleopatra um that is excellent She's a very fascinating character in history. She reminds me of Cersei Lannister a lot, so I appreciate that and the way it it interacts or, or the how the world of Rome Game of Thrones and Egypt collide was really exciting and this and like the kids really got into it and I, we watched different clips of it and discussed it. So that was really interesting to learn about her. I highly recommend looking up Cleopatra. She's a very complicated character. Uh in addition to that, I did watch, because I'm a nerd now, I watched one episode of Netflix has a Roman Empire series. I watched one episode about Caligula. It's like oh. four episodes on him. I don't know anything about him, so I'm learning a little bit don't about him. Don't watch the 70s movie about him. Why? Is it bad? Uh, I'm not going to say on the podcast for sake of keeping it child-friendly. <laughs> but okay. I would be. I want you to look up the 70s movie. Not watch it, but read into it. Okay, you can tell me after we end the podcast, too. Uh, and the other thing I watched was I had this random, like, promo video from, like, uh, Nickelodeon in my YouTube recommendations, and it was, like, a really old Drake and Josh promo. I'm like, this is hilarious. But then, like, one of the recommendations off of that was, like, a full episode of Drake and Josh on YouTube. Okay. I was like... <laughs> And I watched it, and they're selling, like, George Foreman's, basically. But they're called Gary Coleman Girls, and it was actually funny. Like, it was, Gary like, it, it held up. Like, I'm like, this, I laughed several times. Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying with, like, iCarly, too. Like, I've been, that's been on in the background of our apartment for the last couple months, and, like, there's genuinely some funny stuff in those shows. But I'm like... 
this uh, like I was just not expecting it to hold up at all. I thought like this would just be something I thought was funny when I was a kid when I was a kid, but it's it was pretty funny at least that one episode. Uh, otherwise, Holden, the last couple things I have here, I got Resident Evil 2. Been playing that. Mr. X has been giving me a lot of stress. Oh, yeah. Thump, thump, thump. He's, he is ruthless. He is. And relentless in his pursuit of me. There's only, like, two rooms in the entire place that you're safe from him. Really? Yeah. Which two rooms are those? Um, there's the one safe room that's like by that stairwell. He can't uh-huh. get into there. He can't get into there. Uh, and I can't remember where the other one is. That oh, that one by the stairwell is really that's like one of my favorite safe rooms. But like that that one's really funny because if he like is following you, he'll like kind of duck into the room and his head will like clip through the wall and it looks like he's like looking into like the room, but he can't get in because the game won't let him. So. <sighs> Ugh. It gets me. I can't remember I, what the other one is, but I know like there's that, a, there's like two safe rooms that you are genuinely safe. Seven is definitely a lot scarier, but this one maybe is just more stressful for me mm-hmm. in terms of just someone's constantly pursuing you the whole time. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I haven't played seven in a while. Uh, and then finally, holding as a end of the year present to myself, I bought uh, a Lego. Uh, Jurassic Park T-Rex Rampage <laughs> Lego set. <laughs> it is the largest Lego set I've ever bought. Okay. It is a giant T-Rex, and then it's like the gate, the iconic gates of Jurassic Park. It's mm-hmm. like an adult set. It's like oh, a collector's okay. set. And then inside the gate, they have little vignettes from the movie, including the meme of of uh, Jeff Goldblum like laying on the like all injured and sweaty (laughs) so it's a really cool set um and i'm having a lot of fun i put the t-rex together i'm just working on the gate right now but it's the largest lego set i ever have ever purchased so it's been fun to put together and i i need to put the movie on while i build it because it's it's fun that's all i got i love lego i will never grow out of lego that's cool all right take Um, us home man yeah, uh, so next week um, will be the new Taylor Sheridan movie, Those Who Wish Me Dead, I believe it's called, I, which came out this week? I was like on HBO Max, and I was like, wait, this guy, it's already on here? I thought it came out next week. Uh, but anyway, so we'll cover that next week. Um, and, and, then, and? And? Is there- Army of the Dead. Oh, okay, yeah, Army of the Dead. That's right, that comes out next week. Okay, I so was we'll thinking that's the more headliner one. Army of the Dead and Those Who Wish Me Dead. So it'll be double dead week. So we'll we'll figure out, we'll have to figure out because I have graduation next weekend. So we'll have to figure out plans for, for I'll all be of there. that. What? <laughs> I'll be there. Oh yeah. We could just record it at graduation while the ceremony is going on. <laughs> I'll have my mic up in the the seats. You'll be down there in the seats, you'll have your mic. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone around me will just get annoyed by my commentary. Um, anyway, yeah, so that'll be next week. Um, you can leave us requests by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, or you can uh, email us at podcast at gmail.com, or you can donate to our Patreon. Um, I just want to say thank you all for 100 episodes, for listening for this long. 
really cool we've made it this far. I have a lot of fun doing it. I like preparing for I honestly have a lot of fun working on the notes. Like, I, <laughs> I just get to sift through all the movie news from, like, the past week and, like, pick out things that I think would be relevant for us. I think that's a lot of fun. Uh, and then, obviously, recording's a good good deal of fun, too. Yeah. If you didn't have to talk to me, it would be just perfect. It'd be even better. Like, yeah. I should just do a podcast on my own. <laughs> um yeah so here's to uh, to many more i guess yep we'll uh, see if we can make it another hundred that'd be quite the if we can make it to five years that would be a, an amazing achievement that'd be pretty cool that'd be pretty cool um yeah i don't i don't think there's much else jimmy all right that's all you got i think so all right Adios, pantalones. Love you.